Alright listen up meat sacks, the idiots are switching things up again this week. Monday is weird news time with blurry hysteria and Wednesday is the regular episode. It's the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, the birth of little green men this hump day so make sure to skip that dumpster fire. You can get these blurry hysteria episodes early on Patreon every week without ads, so go sign up you savages. And remember, I hate you all but buy my bot booze. Welcome in to Blurry Hysteria. I am David Flora. He is Brent Hand. I'm the very sexy Brent Hand. I'm feeling (laughs) feeling very sexy today. I don't know why. Do it. Do it. Own it. Own that sexy Oh, yeah. Absolutely own it. Uh, We got some good stories here today. uh, Well, I'm fat and we're talking Oreos, so I'm, I'm all ready for today. All, all the way from the moon to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Where not a gas station up, moon uh, pie. Yeah, road snack. Yeah, yeah, fuck moon pies. I'll tell you they what, good. So you just said something. So I had to go to Wisconsin. Lisa and I had to go pick some stuff up for a friend, and it was like a seven-hour round Drugs. trip. And we did the whole, I hadn't done it in a long time. It was I'm a drug mule for overstate uh, commerce. Um I had to go, we stopped at the gas station. I went over the border first and we stopped at the gas station to see if they had different snacks and stuff. And sure. we totally ate that junk food, you know, gas station soda and, and, uh, uh, moon pie. And I didn't have a moon pie, but you know, you buy all that just randomness. We bought some, she bought some pork rinds. They called them bacon somethings. They were the saltiest thing I've ever eaten in my life. And I like mm-hmm. salty stuff. These uh, tasted like it was a mistake. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but, but yeah. I'll take that challenge. <laughs> Gas station goodies. Uh, yeah. Pork crackling. I love pork so. rinds. I know a lot of people. They were called like bacon cracklers or something like that. And I was wondering if they did that because people don't want the name pork rind. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I can't handle them. Uh, it's a bit much for me. Really? Oh, yeah. I, like, I like the skin of my enemies. Just, just. <laughs> thrown into a vat of grease pigs pigs <laughs> killed my paul um well we got a couple news stories uh today um do you want to start us out sure. there brent well i'm got uh i got you you're familiar with law you're familiar with international law well we're gonna expand on that because there's a new canadian law to prosecute crimes in space so we okay. can't have those space pirates on the moon anymore. They're dashing our hopes and dreams, David. Well, <laughs> you can. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what I can do. <laughs> do it at your own risk. Man. So they asked an interesting question, and it got an interesting answer. If an astronaut committed a crime while traveling on a space shuttle, or I guess they don't have space shuttles anymore, but you know, uh, which country would hold the criminal accountable? Did they even commit a crime since no country can claim space as its jurisdiction? So the Canadian government has decided to, to be ahead of the curve in space crime. The country's House of Commons just passed a law that will allow Canadians, uh, the, their law enforcement agencies, to prosecute crimes committed in space, even on the moon. <laughs> and this is, of course, the law doesn't apply to every astronaut, cosmonaut, or uh, whatever, other than space traveler. The Canadian citizens, at least, can no longer escape the long arm of the law by leaving Earth. And so in case you were wanting to go up there and do some shenanigans, they're still going to hold you accountable. (laughs) 
Uh, its enforcement would require the criminal astronaut to return uh, here b- before prosecution. Surprise, surprise. Uh, unless Canadian cops have more space shuttles than we know about. <laughs> it's it really interesting. The, the, the law reads as follows. A Canadian crew member who, during a spaceflight, commits an act or omission outside Canada that is com- that, if committed in Canada, would constitute an indictable offense is deemed to have committed that act or omission in Canada. So it's an interesting wording. If you're outside of us, us being there, our space, you're still held to our same uh, standards. It seems like so easy, something that would be not, you know, just a no brainer, but they have to do it. Otherwise someone's going to get off doing something terrible. Okay. You know, look it's at like, like, it's like maritime. See, maritime law, they have different the seas. Yeah. It's like space and sea will have they have like similar laws. Well, I, I was going to say uh Antarctica. Like it mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, what how how that's governed where no no country owns it. It's all kind of like um banded together and yeah. has its own kind of laws for that. Well, th- there's also they said a separate international agreement that applies to the ISS. All the signatory countries operating or have people that work at the ISS agreed to a set of rules on how to manage crimes, if there are any. Here's a quote. Uh, Canada, uh, the European partner states, Japan, Russia, and the United States may exercise criminal jurisdiction over personnel in or on any flight element that have their respective nationals. So if you do something wrong on the way there or while you're there, they can have jurisdiction over it. Hmm. And it says it's not as if there's no law in space, but Canada is the first country to make sure even the moon, because they put it with the words in there, isn't a safe harbor for criminals. So Seabot's moon base is uh, that's going to be a, a no a no go, I think. <laughs> oh man, this housing market too. Um, it's funny I hadn't even <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that, and then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we really do need that. My question is, why why is it coming up now? What what's in the works? Billionaires going to space, I bet had something to do with it. I guess and so. what if they crash or crash into something or do something wrong? How do we hold them accountable? And hmm. I don't know. What, it does not say that. Well, what's um, wild is billionaires could get away with it because they're billionaires. They don't have to leave Earth for it. You know, billionaires <laughs> in space. Uh. <laughs> Oh man, I tell you, it's uh, what a wor- what a time to be alive that everyone ever alive has said. But uh, yeah, they're just like these space cowboys out there, just trying to figure it out. And I'm gonna live on Mars once I'm done playing with Twitter <laughs> and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Good for them, I guess. It's, it's beyond my pocketbook. Well, I, I guess it's forethought. I guess it's uh, preparation. It's called it's called um, fourth hand, not forethought. Fourth, fourth, fourth hand. hand. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm still pessimistic that we're gonna survive ourselves long enough to to be able to get to space to need this law. Yeah. On a regular right. basis. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, it's more for. I, there are people in space at all times. So if one of them goes crazy, hell, that one former astronaut. Remember she. Drove across country wearing a diaper so that she could like try to kill her husband or ex or whatever the hell it was or kidnap. I don't remember the exact story, yeah. but uh, crazy comes like in all this? forms. <laughs> you're you're saying a you're saying a, an astronaut will fly to the moon to kill somebody. Well, what if what if they go crazy? 
you know, or I mean, crazy is maybe the, what if there's an altercation and something happens and then we go, oh, well, we can't prosecute you. So well, I'll well tell you done. What, yeah. I mean, this, I still, again, this is way in advance of where we are told or, or think we are then because to, in order to get to space, it takes a hell of a lot of planning and a hell of a lot of people involved. You can't well, no, just, I just mean, steal a car and drive no, it up but to space. You know what I mean? Like, right. But if you're on one of their missions and this happens, I don't mean like you're going crazy. I just mean, if you're on, if you're on the ISS and you, something happens, you can be held accountable if you're, but yeah. Okay. Well, it, you know, it, it, if it's the ISS, yeah, that's, that's one thing, but this is sounds, this sounds like a different, this is a different jurisdiction. So the ISS, again, they just said it, so it's carte blanche. So the ISS is, has its own little thing that they've done, but they went ahead and said anything even further, meaning anytime you're in space anywhere, including the moon or other Okay. Other bodies, you're that still. I, I'm just. Holding. I'm picturing someone jumping in like a space Maserati and uh, mm. ripping out of the ISS, heading towards the moon, so they could dump a body or something. You know, like <laughs> it just doesn't work. There's that better way. places to dump that body. I promise you. <laughs> sure, that's that's the issue here, Brent. There's no there's no moon pigs to eat it. So you guys are idiots. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully this isn't something that they're going to be exercising, uh, that you got to learn moon, you know, space law. Uh, but that's kind of, I a, would fuck that. I I'd be a space lawyer. Redhead yeah. space lawyer. <laughs> Could you imagine a, a space jury duty? <laughs> I object to this gravity. Oh, oh. I don't think you understand Seriously, the gravity sir, of this the situation. Time made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh that's my story. Let's let's go to break real quick. And uh, when we come back, what you working with? Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that is going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. 
Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. What you got? What's what's your uh, story for the week? Well, this one is a listener suggested story. Listener Aaron Babel, thank you, Aaron, for sending this one to us. This one he wants us to discuss why MIT researchers are studying Oreos. Why are they studying Oreos, Mister Flora? This is um, <laughs> it's a it's a fun one. They they're fluid dynamics experts <laughs> and. They they watch that porn. They are trying to figure out why, when you break an Oreo in twain, when you split an Oreo in twain, why only one half gets most of the cream filling. I I betwixt my Oreo and the cream was not uniform. Exactly. This is this is such an Edwardian era problem. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those funny questions, but then when they start doing the science of it, yeah, they're like, like "Wait, oh, this yeah. this is kind of wild." Like it it never evenly splits. Always the the cream sticks to one of the cookies, um, and they say it's it's nearly impossible to to split it so that the an equal amount of cream will uh, end up on both cookies. And when you look at, like, if you did this, if you're sitting there enjoying your Oreos while you're listening to Blurry Hysteria and you twist one apart, one side is full of delicious cream. The other side looks like a a really well-done sketch of the Death Star. (laughs) Like, it's... It's kind of weird. And so (laughs) fluid dynamics uh, scientists are, are working on this and trying, you know, machines to do it. They're they're trying by hand. Um, they're using different Oreos, the uh, double stuff, the mega stuff, all that. And they have yet to be able to get it to um, uh, to to be even on each each side. And so they they basically came to the conclusion that it's because of the process by which they're made. You know, one side gets the cream squirted on, the other side the the, yeah. the other cookie. So it's gets got stuck more of a, a binding, you know, agent. I, yeah, or, I know. guess so. And they, and they said, you know, there's there's not a secret twist. There's not some trick or anything. It just doesn't happen. So, anyways, it, it sounds silly. It is, but you know, this is also. According to them, to try to make um, l- lemonade out of these uh, uh, Oreo flavored lemons, <laughs> um, they they say it is uh, to basically explain more complex fluid dynamic principles in fields like three D printing, oh, and wow. um, you know, on on the outside of this, it's a way to get people interested in science. It, it amazes me when science goes down these roads and they use things that you wouldn't think are interesting and then they are incredibly interesting case in point they were uh i was watching this show about lava lamps okay lava lamps are well it started talking about when you go to a computer and you roll a die you know or flip a coin even when you flip your coin one side of a coin is always weighted slightly more than others so you it's never 50 50 Mm. you know it's usually like you know 
49 point blah 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 versus and 50 if you point knew blah, the blah, blah, the blah. um the amount of force that was used the mm-hmm. angle and all that you could you could calculate exactly and then each, each it's hard to tell a, a, a system to actually make a random choice because you're still programming it in and there's it's very hard lava lamps the fluid is completely random yeah as long as it's heated to the certain temperature the blumps and lumps and shapes are completely random so th- there are several places in the world that have lava bank like walls you know 50 100 of them and they are all under um you know they have like a webcam on them and they have each the spot where the lava moves around has a monetary value so at any time you can get it and you can get a random you can pick a number and anything and it is one of the only completely random truly random uh, ways to get randomness on the planet <laughs> or one that they use for things like rolling codes and passwords yeah. and things like that. And something to do with like, I, I, I got out of it, but something to do with like, you know, internet security and stuff like that. Some of it is run through lava, lava lamp banks. That's great. <laughs> Just take <laughs> 1960s low tech is com- because it's completely random and it's they, not uh, one of them. Like I'm talking, it's a lot of them. You that's know. funny though. Yeah. Um, they uh with with this study um i i mean i think a lot of this study is for fun i would i would assume this is sort of like this is done you know after hours maybe or i, I maybe not maybe this is straight up um oreos uh, after what they're hours. working on but <laughs> it makes me think that it's a little tongue in cheek or a little for fun just because they they coined the new field of study, oreology. <laughs> <laughs> but it also is good for the students to learn that you can look at something like this and then give it a real scientific approach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty um, interesting to me. You know. I I don't know that it necessarily would draw the the common lay person into science, you know, to learn about this. But it's a, it's a fun read. It's, and it's good for the, pe- the people about. that are involved, though, to learn how to, to – to, take something like this and do a scientific derivative off of it or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's what pretty weird. That's what we're looking for. That's awesome that they do that. You know, <laughs> mm, Oreos. I like double stuffed. Not going to lie. I want to, this the- seems to me like a, um, this seems like it would be one of those experiments that people who loved bash science would take and run with. And be like, oh, they're they're spending taxpayer money on uh, looking at Oreos and studying Oreo. You know how they used to do with like, oh, they're doing it with shrimp and yeah. putting shrimp on treadmills and blah blah blah. It's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, right? Just because you, and you don't, don't know understand why they're so. doing that, I can I can read it to you. I can't make you understand it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the problem. There is no understanding with people like that. Yeah. They, they choose what they believe. Hey, if you don't understand why we're putting shrimp on a treadmill, then I just feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> At least reserve judgment till you hear the, you know, what, what's it, what it's about. And that's no, the bottom line. Because <laughs> Stone Cold said so. By God, by God, it's a shrimp on a treadmill. <laughs> You are completely pathetic. RKO out of nowhere on that shrimp on the treadmill. By God. 
He pulled out with a steel Oreo. <laughs> Quite the slobber knocker here tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's a good place to end it on a slobber sure. knocker. <laughs> slobber knocker. Uh, please let us know your thoughts of what you want to hear on here. If you've got a weird story, it doesn't need to be current. It could be older. We're not talking about like 1800s, but, you know, within the last few years, weird at hysteria51.com, W-E-I-R-D, at hysteria51.com. You can let us know. Be awesome. We'd love it, and we'll give you a shout-out. So far, people only give their names. If you want to leave your social media or a note or anything, we'll we'll share it all, whatever you sure. want. You tell us. Yeah. Well, other than that, uh, yeah, yeah. now I want to go get some Oreos. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Bye. Meeting adjourned.